Welcome everybody back to the No Notes Podcast episode 38. It's Friday night. Matt and I are getting an episode even though it's a little bit later. Hope you guys had a, a good week and I know that uh, Springfield, like especially SPS, was big chilling. They had the last two days off because of snow. Because uh, we actually got a little bit of snow here and it, it was really cold. So yeah, hope you guys are having a good Friday and have a good weekend, you know. Uh, you guys made it to the weekend. Matt made it through his first week of classes. So shout out to you, Matt. I know you got some homework that you've been working on. So already back on the grind, but still you know, grinding out some no notes episodes for everyone. And today we are going to talk more about Antonio Brown, because that situation has had a lot more come out on both sides since we talked about it originally on Tuesday. So we're going to dive more into that. Um, there's a lot you know, there to, to uncover. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about Kyrie Irving, because he came back uh, on Wednesday and what this means, like the Nets and, and that kind of stuff, you know, because and obviously I you know, still believe he's, you know, only a, a visitor visiting player, part-time player, whatever, where he can play on the road. But, yeah, so talk more about that. And then we're going to give our college football uh, playoff national championship predictions between Alabama and Georgia. And we're going to we're gonna dive into that, give our analysis, because we didn't really do that on Tuesday. We wanted to save it for today. And, yeah, before we jump into it, though, we have some very exciting special news. Matt and I, thankfully, through, you know, just connections and just, you know, chance and it's just honestly super amazing we have a guest we haven't had a guest since drew the swimmer so it's been over three months but we have a guest on monday's episode when we release that and let me just say it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one and we have a you know like i said we're super grateful and thankful we have a pretty accomplished guest who's gonna come on to the podcast and we're super excited to talk to him um that's your one hint. It's a guy. That's your one hint. <laughs> uh, we're not going to announce who it is. You'll see it on Monday. But yeah, I just want to say that. Super excited and just so thankful. And yeah, Matt, anything you want to say? Um, I think everyone will like the guests we have on Monday. Um, do you have to say thanks to Kevin for yeah. helping us out with that? Um, Shout out to Kevin. Hopefully we have a few more guests on as well. Still contacting some people um so but if you guys know of anyone who wants to come on the show and just talk about what they're doing it doesn't matter if they're d3 naia whatever um let us know and we're more than willing to talk and give a platform to someone so that's probably the shameless plug i have probably for that um but no super exciting um but that's monday but right now we need to talk about ab college Mm -hmm. football playoff um Kyrie and yeah Kyrie so Charles I'll let you start since you kind of know more of the plan today and know kind of how we're supposed to go so well, I'll yeah. let you start yeah well I think we should just talk about uh Antonio Brown because there is a lot to unpack so like we talked about on Tuesday when we left off on this topic what we had heard was that Antonio Brown quit because he wasn't getting targets and stuff like that. And I think it might have been on Tuesday after we did the podcast. I don't know. He released a statement through his lawyers. And from what I'm going to see, if I, I'm going to pull it up right now. But the gist of it was that, and I read the whole thing. The gist of it was that he had, was, was dealing with ankle problems, which is what, you know, we had heard from the rumors that, you know, they told him to play anyways. 
and that he had, you know, I think bones stuck in his ankle or something like that. Yeah. Broken bones, all this, what, you know, I don't know the exact context, but basically he needed surgery and it hurt really bad. Um, let me see if I can uh, pull it up real quick, but that's the gist of it. And he called out Bruce Arians, um, you know, and yeah, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pull that up right now and we'll get into that later, but then they respond, you know, the, the Bucks, you know, Tom Brady doesn't really say anything about this, but Bruce Arians was like, he said he wasn't going to come back in. So I told him you're gone. You know, he, he was fine, blah, blah, blah. That's basically what he said. And then, and Chandler Brown went on a, even more of a, a rant, you know, today called out Tom Brady, said he's not that good, you know, uh, without, you know, like great receivers like himself and why he's his friend is because he's a great football player. Uh, so Antonio Brown said and stuff like that. So yeah, just uh, <laughs> a lot of, uh, a lot of drama definitely that Antonio Brown is causing for, yeah, I don't really know, honestly. But while I'm pulling that statement up, what are your what are your initial thoughts? Um, I don't know. Like, it's hard to believe Antonio Brown because he's lied about some stuff before, right? But but at the same time, he's kind of been right about things like the Raiders organization, about how they're dysfunctional and not very good, and then you have the John Gruden stuff, and then. He said, you know, the Steelers, like Juju and them were kind of whatever, right? So, I mean, there's a lot going on. I, however, I don't think that his comments about Brady are necessarily correct or true. Like, yeah, Brady does need good receivers to do well because, I mean, you know, your NFL team, like, obviously, if you and I were on on a team and Brady was our quarterback, doesn't matter how good Brady is, if we can't catch the ball, doesn't matter right so he could probably make us better but right not telling us but I don't think that Brady was just his friend because he's a good player I really do think that he was trying to help him out because um I don't know to me I believe that Brady tried to help him out especially because Brady had a player like Aaron Hernandez on his team you know and I think that probably hits a little bit more home of oh shoot this guy got into trouble with the law when really that could have been prevented, you know, right. if he would have had like a good mentor or something. So that's what I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, I pulled the statement up now and I'm just going to read some, some kind of the bits and pieces of it. I, I also forgot a key point. He uh, released screenshots of texts apparently with Bruce Arians, I believe. And who else? His I think it's trainer, trainer, Tom Brady's trainer. Yes. Alex Guerrero. Right. And, okay, so, you know, he goes into it. He's like, you know, thank you for the blah, blah, blah. Uh, winning a Super Bowl is amazing. Dream come true. I've made mistakes. And then he, this is where it kind of starts. He says, no one can accuse me of not giving it all my every play. He was like, I relented to pressure directly from my coach to play injured. Despite the pain, I suited up. The staff injected me with what I know now is a powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller that the NFLPA has warned against using. And I gave my all for the team. He said he played until it was clear that he could not use his ankle to safely perform. Um, on top of that, the pain was extreme, blah, blah, blah. We took a seat. The coach yelled at him, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I told him it's my ankle. But he knew that. It was well documented, and we had discussed it. And that's what the screenshot, essentially, the texts were, uh, from what I remember. It hasn't pulled up on here, but that's what I remember. But anyways, he was like, coach, I can't. He didn't, you know, and then he didn't call for medical attention. Instead, he shouted at me, you're done, while he ran his finger across his throat. 
coach was telling me that if I didn't play hurt, then I was done with the bucks. And he's like, I didn't quit. I was cut. I didn't walk away from my brothers. I was thrown out being fired on the sideline for having a painful injury was bad enough. And then coach and I on national television, they knew about my ankle, which is hundred percent inaccurate, blah, blah, blah. He obviously knows on the injury list, you know, and then he talked about walking off the field, the trigger, because he had a trigger, um, like that's what made him walk off the field. He said his trigger was someone tell me that I'm not allowed to feel pain. I acknowledge my past, but my past does not make me a second class citizen. My past does not forfeit my right to be heard while I'm in pain. First, they cut me. Now they cage me instead, instead of asking. And then he got into more after the game. Instead of asking how I felt or getting to the bottom of it, the team texted my camp, promoting a totally false narrative that I randomly acted out without any explanations, blah, blah, blah. They're telling people that I walked off, then I was cut. But he was like, no, I was cut first. And then I went home. They threw me out like an animal and I refused to wear the brain on my body. So I took my Jersey off. And then they were talking about covering up about demanding that he sees a doctor to examine his ankle. But I guess AB had already done that or something. And they were like going to give him not the best quality doctor, but AB already like had met with that doctor and got surgery before the bucks like came in or whatever. And that's pretty much the gist of that. Cause I know that he technically wasn't released until I think when or Thursday, so, like, that whole thing with the ankle surgery, I guess, was still going on. But, yeah, that's basically the, the statement that he released. And then, uh, as I said, Bruce Aarons responded and said, you know, that wasn't true. He just told me he wasn't playing anymore. So, I told him, you know, you're done. Um, so, I guess part of it was true. But, like, basically the reasoning of why stuff things happened were different, which we could obviously probably assume because that's kind of how it always is in, with these type of things. And, yeah, then the Tom Brady comments uh, talking about, how you know because tom's been you know trying to support him a lot and he you know let him move in with him a couple times and so i just wonder kind of how this this is what i think people after he did this are now starting to think okay you're just you're definitely you know you're going too far um you know because i think at first you know the after the statement against bruce Arians and the bucks that was a lot more believable a lot of people were actually kind of taking me aside but now that he's done mm-hmm. this tom brady thing kind of out of nowhere you know that's kind of where people are like okay ab's out of he's out of his mind again blah 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 but yeah and was there anything else from what he said today about tom brady let's see if i can pull that if there's any good quotes um he's just talked a lot about like so to say you're my friend, I shouldn't be playing on these type of deals when I just came with you and won the Super Bowl. To say someone's my friend, I'm out here getting prove-it type contracts where I'm out here. They got me trying to earn a million dollars to make some type of catches. Um, he talked about how like him and Tom Brady share one thing in common, and that's winning. Like That's what makes them friends, stuff like just stuff like that pretty much. He said, oh yeah, this one, he goes, how I've been handled, how I continue to be handled, how I continue to be slandered, how I continue to be made upon as a bad guy. I know America loves its bad guys, but I'm a great guy. I just won a Super Bowl. I'm an American hero. I preserved through numerous adversities. I took a COVID suspension without evidence and information. I was presented correctly and came back and got 100 yards on half an ankle, a deltoid, a torn ligament, bone fractures in my ankle. No one's talking about the great things I've been able to preserve through and do. I've been kicked off teams, written bad about bad statements, created bad stories. No matter what's been said, I continue to preserve and come through with the work. And how can you talk about, again, the Bruce Arians things? How could you treat a person like that when they can't work? You just can't cut them off the sideline. Like, what am I a joke now? Um, 
yeah, that's pretty much the, the, that he, that was on a podcast, I think, or something. So yeah, that's, that's where this all stands right now. So yeah. Do you want to say any more thoughts about, you know, after you might've already read all that, but now kind of hearing it again, like what he's directly said, is there anything else you want to say, address anything? Um, I mean, not really. I think, I think he's just trying to get some attention. Um, do I think he is telling the truth about the Bruce Arians and ankle thing? Maybe, you know, but at the same time, when he talks about being a friend and all this stuff with Tom Brady, you know, and because he can catch the Brady, ball, like Brady, I just don't Brady's get that. the one who got him onto the Bucks in the first place, right? Um, and he's lucky that he got a prove it deal with the Bucks for this season because no one really wanted to give him a chance except for Brady. So, yeah, I know. I feel like you can't bite off the hand that feeds you. You know, and Brady was that guy that said exactly and, that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think, you know, obviously things are going to come out. I believe AB has been slandered. I mean, the sexual assault case that he had, nothing ever happened about that. Like, you know, I think it was false. But then again, he did plead guilty to like, you know, breaking and entering into someone's home. Right. So there's a lot going on. But overall, I think AB's in the wrong here when it comes to the Tom Brady stuff, but it'll be interesting to see um, about all the ankle and all that kind of stuff. But that's kind of all I have to say on it. Yeah, it's... I don't think there's really any more to say, you know? Yeah, there's there's not much more to say. It's just kind of, you know... I guess you could say kind of ridiculous how he's saying this about Brady um, like that, you know, because... I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a, you know, definitely a, a shot. You know, he's just like, you know, saying that he's my friend because I'm a good football player. Like, I just don't, I don't know. Cause he, he talked about how they both love winning and that's why they're friends. But like a friend, you know, someone's supposed to have your back, but you can't expect that in football, stuff like this. It's just, it doesn't really make much sense to me. Uh, I think he's just frustrated. Probably, you know, like you said, the Bruce Arians situation, the ankle situation is a lot more believable in my opinion or a lot more credibility to it than you know what he said today of course we don't know for sure everything but you know like I think he's just a lot of built-up frustration that you you know one day air out and just kind of is taking you know kind of jabs at you know like Tom Brady he's kind of you know because Tom's you know the big guy you know the big you know the quarterback and everyone knows him and stuff and you know calling him that he, he's, he can't do anything you know with by himself and stuff as well that's just like really dumb but whatever so yeah i I agree especially because like i mean everyone kind of knows that brady is a super nice guy when it comes to that stuff and they're all like basically um saying that brady's the one who saved his career like because it should have been done a long time ago like when the oakland raiders stuff happened you know right so because, I mean, he's the one who brought A.B. into New England. Yeah. And then whenever he left, he said, no, give this dude another shot, you know? And, like, and, you know, him saying that he's a good guy, but, like, he's made out to be a bad guy. And well, I do think he's had a lot against him, and he has been, you know, like, uh, let me look at it. Uh, 
where is it? But yeah, you know, like he's, you know, gone through adversity and been slandered. And I do believe that to an extent, you know, but I think him saying that kind of stuff makes me, it kind of is like reverse in a sense where I, I think like someone's saying that, you know, like it's just being real defensive and like, I'm not saying, I mean, from what has been proven, AB is honestly, you know, a bad person, obviously with temper tantrums and throwing stuff off of an apartment or whatever that almost hit a two-year-old at the pool or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Like that's not, that is a bad person. Like, you know, and I just think him saying that just kind of, to me, kind of continues to validate that, you know, he still is not like, I don't want to uh, like call him just a bad person, you know, but like, he's just still like, I don't know, like he's not, it's just really, you know, defensive and kind of petty. And it's, that's kind of what I get from that, you know? So, I mean, honestly, I like we, we talk about sucks because he hits, I mean, you could definitely, I, I you know, just from physical ability aside, he even right now is probably close to the top 10, but definitely a few years ago was like the best receiver in the league. And it's just unfortunate mm-hmm. that he's, you know, had so many issues that, you know, can't seem to handle. So that's just really sad because he's such a good talent. And well, he bit off the hand that fed him. I mean, to be honest, I think he, as he also said that because he already knew he probably wasn't going to get another chance. He's like, might as well just take my jabs at Tom Brady, which I really don't know why anyways he did that, but just mm-hmm. to probably get attention. I don't know. Because, like, yeah. let's be honest. Now that that's, you know, ship has sailed and he well, bit the hand off, he's, he's totally he's done. He's getting what – I mean, he's getting us to talk about him. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, the, that's all you need, right? Right. I mean, if you're getting talked about. So – I mean, that's, I've seen this, and it's kind of sad, but some people will do anything for attention, whether it's good or bad. And to me, I just can't understand why people would want bad attention. Personally, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but some people just want to do that. Like, they will do whatever it takes to get as much attention, whatever they can for maybe, like, money or other reasons, even if it's bad things. And it's just kind of sad to see that. But, yeah. Well, I think we're, I think we're ready to move on from AB. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about in the future. We never know. But I don't think it'll be about him being on an NFL team ever again because I'm pretty sure he's done. So <laughs> let us now – let's go talk about Kyrie Irving a little bit because Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving returned to the Nets on Wednesday after they activate – he was in pro- – so they activated him back to the roster, but then he was in COVID protocols. But then he's finally able to come back on Wednesday. He cleared the protocols, and he's only a part-time player – which like, I like, I've never heard of that before. Uh, I yeah. didn't know that that could be a thing, honestly. I didn't know you could do that. I think that. it's only because of COVID. Okay, maybe maybe it's the new rules of COVID. Yeah, you can do part-time. But still, like, there's no part-time players right now besides him that I know of. Mm-hmm. So it's just really weird to be like part-time player, <laughs> you know, on, on a, a professional team. So, yeah, because he can't play at home of the vaccination rules and he's still not getting vaccinated in new york in new york yeah in new york uh clarify that thank you in new york so he can only play on road games i don't know i guess that means for the playoffs too if it comes to that which is yeah i don't know kind of weird but yeah so Kyrie's back i mean honestly i'm a little disappointed in the nets not that like they gave him a, a you know like 
the all like vaccination stuff aside, that's not like what I'm getting at. I'm just a little disappointed that they said, like, you know, we're not going to uh, deal with this. We're not going to stand for it. But then they just gave in like that, you know, and I guess it is, you know, a business decision at the end of the day, but I at least like to see them stick with what they said and they should have either just let them play from the start or just kept them out. But I mean, it is going to be nice to have Kyrie back, but I just like, it's just a little bit of like, do they just gave in, you know? And I just, I just, uh, it's, I don't know. To me, I just kind of wish they didn't do that personally, but I can understand where it's coming from at least, but you know, they, they gave in and just kind of showed weakness, but. I think for me, if you're going to, if you are on the side of the team, they should have traded him to somewhere where he could play. That too. Uh, all the time. Yeah, that you is know, a good Because point. if you said that you're not going to stand for that, right? Right. And stick with it. Like, what I think Kyrie is doing is right. Um, I believe in what he's doing. You know, standing up for saying, hey, we should all have choices and stuff, you know? So I, right. I, I agree with that. And, I mean, obviously Kyrie was super content with, sitting out like he wasn't like being anything in the media like whatever right you know uh, but to me if you're a team right and you come out and say hey i'm not gonna do this and then you give in it's just like yeah okay i mean it's like the 76ers right they're saying okay ben simmons we're not gonna play you unless you want to be part of the team and they're not going to you know so yeah um I mean, at the end of the day, like, I'm glad Curry is playing because he's a super good player and he's fun to watch. But he's only going to be playing um, half the games, but, you know. But hopefully that situation gets figured out. Either he gets traded somewhere where he can play all the games or something. So And, like, I, I'd heard, actually, that the mass mandate in New York was maybe going to get restricted when the new, I think, governor came in. But with the huge spike in the past month, that's probably not going to happen now. So he's probably going to still have to be a part-time player. Um, but yeah, so he is back though. And they, and I'm, I know Kevin Durant was happy. He was like, welcome back, you know, and mm -hmm. it's going to help. I mean, even though he's playing in half the games, it's going to give them a boost because Kyrie Irving is a top 10 player, you know, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Maybe. Mm, yeah. Top 10, definitely top 15, but right around there, you know, really good. That's basically what we're getting to. So this will help the Nets out a lot who have, you know, Kevin Durant and James Harden have been playing crazy minutes, like crazy, crazy minutes. That's yeah. one of the, another reason they, they decided to let Kyrie come back because they've been playing like 40 minute plus games, it seems like, but the Nets are already, you know, already doing pretty good. And I think they're just kind of, you know, cruising through, but like getting Kyrie back in rhythm, like they're personally my, of course, when we made predictions, I don't know if we considered Kyrie coming back. I think we both assumed he probably would. But, you know, now this, like, you know, because they're definitely the top contenders, in my opinion. Of course, the playoffs, if he's gone for the road games, that's going to be a whole mess. But, like, assuming he plays in all of them, you know, maybe because, you know, I don't know, they changed the rule. I don't know, something like that. The Nets are definitely, you know, the, the, the contenders. And, and Kyrie came out and had a great game on Wednesday. Like, he never, you know – missed a step and he said he practiced in gyms all the time when he was away so he kept his craft up and it makes the nets a lot scarier you know and that's why i'm so happy the bucks were able to take advantage this past year when they were depleted and you know able to win a championship because that nets team is so good and getting Kyrie back in rhythm is going to really help them a lot so yeah and he like i said he looked really good on wednesday you know came yeah i think at 21 you know something like that so came in you know Played, you know, like he hadn't left. So, 
And honestly, the Nets are probably one of my least favorite teams in the NBA. I love Steve Nash, but man, I, I don't like James Harden. I don't like Kyrie. I don't like Kevin Durant. Uh, it just sucks because they're so good. <laughs> I don't mind the Nets. I kind of like them. So, yeah. What do you What do you have to say though about you know his return and what this means for the Nets? And, and... I mean, obviously they got better. Um, the, the obvious, the obvious answer. I think <laughs> I I think I said it was Suns and Nets. I believe for the championship this year. So yeah, you did. Makes me look a little smarter if both of those teams do get there. You know, so. Um, obviously the Suns have a great chance. I mean, in the West, it's either them or the Warriors, I think, going to the finals. Like, I think everyone knows that. It's either Suns or Warriors. And then you have either uh, Nets, Bucks, or Heat for yeah. the Eastern Conference. So. I give the Jazz a little more love, too. But, yeah, anyway. I just don't trust them in the playoffs. That's why. I just don't trust point. the Jazz in the playoffs. That's the only reason why. Otherwise, I think it would be those three. You know, it's just mm-hmm. – I mean, and the thing is, too, is Chris Paul just eats the Jazz. And how about this? The Warriors and Suns are just bad matchups for the Jazz because they take out Gobert. Like, Gobert is useless in those series because he can't can't come out to the perimeter, you know? So, I mean, granted, he's not useless because he's still a shot blocker and stuff, but it really – it really takes him away from what he's comfortable, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I'm worried about, like I said, I'm, I'm having the Bucks one this year because I don't, it's going to be hard for them to win again, but because of a team like the Nets. So I, I, I mean, don't it, the, it is hard to repeat, you know? So that yeah, is super true. hard. So Nets are, Nets are, <laughs> you don't even know how excited I was when the Bucks beat the Nets this past year, man. It was crazy uh in the game seven and i remember you were super hyped too you wanted the the bucks to win and then i think in the in the end of the day though maybe you didn't want the bucks to win because then again would you have rather lost to the bucks or the nets in the the championship or the nets just because Bennett is because steve nashville and it would give them more credit like the suns thing you know because people are like oh it was just the bucks but it's like Bro, they had Giannis. Like, Giannis was literally game six. He went God mode. Like, he literally went 14 of 14 from the line. I can't tell you how 50, I – So. Yeah, I you know, this is a, a little off topic, but I'm enjoying this. I can't tell you how – how I can't believe how the Bucks were able to win it all this past year. Down 2-0 to the Nets. I thought it'd be five games, Nets, 4-1, coming back and winning mm-hmm. that. And then down 2-1 of the Hawks. Or no, 2-2 two, two to the Hawks losing Giannis. I was like, okay, Hawks and six. Bucks are probably done. And they come back, win the next two, and then down 2-0 to the Suns. And I'm like, all right, Suns and six. You know, and yeah. I remember the whole Suns and four meme, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, Suns and four. And then the Bucks literally pulled off what only two other teams have done in history and win four straight, you know, like, it was just crazy. Oh, I know. Man, it was – it was I. Man, I wish time flies. You got to really savor moments because I love that finals, bro. Every basket I was happy with. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bro. I <laughs> I was scared to text you every time the Bucks won, though. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to mess with the demon, bro. Because I already knew you were in a good mood when the the Bucks won. And then game six, you though, you're a little bit more. Up, you're like, yeah, it, it was just the honest beat us. Oh, you know, great I was, season. I mean, I was okay. Like, I remember game four, you were ticked. 
after the oh, Bucks won, the, though. Oh, that's because the Suns should have won that game. Yeah, they kind of, they like, kind of, yeah, that was they tough. they choked it away. So I mean, game five it, was they choked away too because Devin Booker I mean, made that drive look, in the lane, you know, and yeah. that I mean, just when wasn't you look there. At it, game yeah. four and five, choked. I don't think the Bucks won. The Suns yeah. gave it away. Like when you talk about that, it's who did what. It's like, yeah, the Suns gave it away. And Chris Mill, yes, yeah. they, they earn it, but the Suns gave it away. And, and like game five, Chris and the Suns were obviously coming back. The Bucks had the big lead, and Chris Milton hit like three just insane superhuman Chris Milton God mode shots that kept the Bucks afloat enough until the you know just enough of lead until that Aussie final play when pretty much Mias got the dunk and one. But yeah, mm-hmm. anyways, enough of that. Hey, I'm rooting for the Suns this year to, to win it all. Then now for sure because the Bucks got theirs. Now it's the Suns' turn because the uh, the Suns don't have one in franchise history, right? No. So then the Bucks now have their second or third. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Second. Second. So I'm rooting for the Suns this year with you, man. So I know the Suns Bucks finals. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be mad. That's all I'll say. But yeah, all right. Let's let's now speaking of you know, championships, college football championship, Monday night. We have Alabama, Georgia. Go ahead, tell me who wins score. Bye. Um Let's I'm right going to say it. Georgia wins. Okay. I'm going to say it's 35 to 31. And I say Georgia because I think they look at the film, see what they did wrong, and they improve. But I am still nervous about the passing attack of Alabama, Alabama because they – they are better at passing than Michigan was. And that's like the weakest link of Georgia is the passing. However, if Alabama plays like how they did against Cincinnati, I don't think they beat Georgia. And I think, I think Georgia's hungry and you never want to lose to a team twice in the same year, you know? And so I think this will, will be a close game. Okay, I see you, I see you, I see you. What about you? This is the first time, I believe, that at least from what I'm looking at, I'm looking at history, because from all, you know, the main games I can remember, Alabama has won against Georgia. They won the SEC championship uh, in 2019, 2018, 2019, when Jalen Hurts subbed in and had a great crazy comeback against them they also lost in the national championship when Tua came in and led them to the win through that overtime touchdown pass heartbreaking losses the last few years Georgia or to for yeah Georgia against Alabama obviously this year they lost the SEC championship um I'm trying to see yeah they obviously lost to him in 2020 and 2019 they didn't play so basically the track record is Alabama has owned Georgia, you know, and especially in big games too. One was the national yeah. championship and one was the SEC championship. This yeah. is the first time though that Georgia gets to play them twice though, which I think is a big difference. Cause like you said, now they can go to film and you know, they only played each other. They played the SEC championship and then it was their bowl game and now they're right back at it. So it wasn't that long ago. And so like you said, they can, you know, I mean, Alabama can look, too, and see what they can do better, see what Georgia might try and adjust, you know. So they both 
have that ability, but I, I do think it's going to be a better game because I do think Georgia is going to, tr- you know, make adjustments if they need to. And I'm sure they've been mm-hmm. really, you know, cause they got embarrassed by Alabama in the SEC championship game. Oh yeah. yeah. They could knock the Alabama out of the college football playoffs. If they win that game, you know, but yeah, I, I don't know, man, it's hard to go against Alabama when they're in it, you know, the only time they lost, I can remember, was against Clemson when Trevor Lawrence blew them out. And that was yeah. also the year that they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. Man, but Alabama wins a lot, man. It's tough. They, they, they did lose to him in Clemson actually in 2017, too. With they the did. They lost one to second, Clemson One twice. second left touchdown, yeah. To Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Deshaun Watson to Hunter Renfro, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, that was our senior year of high school. Anyways. Yeah, um, and I won $5 off of Joe Shine. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's hard to root against them, man. I don't know. I really do. I'm torn. If you asked me this question and they didn't play in the SEC championship game, I probably would have said Alabama just because of the track record. But now they have this game to prepare – or they have that game to prepare. It makes it really tough. I do think Alabama is going to win, though, unfortunately. I think, like you said, how they play against Cincinnati, they're not going to win. But Cincinnati was really, really good. And I think we kind of, you know, should give them some credit for how they played against Alabama. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Georgia's been great. I do have to say, though, Cincinnati does – their two cornerbacks are far and away better than Georgia's for sure. Right. And that's what I'm worried about. I mean, yeah, Georgia should make adjustments. But, you know, Bryce Young has been slinging it, bro. From what I was looking at stats – it's crazy the stats between the quarterbacks, the difference. Because, you know, for Georgia, Bennett has 2,600 yards. Bryce Young has 4,500. And then 46 touchdowns, five interceptions, you know. That's crazy. That's so good. And he won Heisman, right? Yeah. I don't know, bro. I just – I think at the end of the day, Georgia's not going to be able to stop them at the end because it's just so good. He's got great weapons. And I, I think that they win – by a touchdown. So what's the score? Mm, I think Alabama scores 31-24. Scores 31 on them. I think Georgia does a little better on offense, but it's not going to be like a, a high-scoring game. What was your score prediction again? I actually forgot what you said. 35-31. We both have Alabama at 31. We just have Georgia at different, different numbers, mm. so – Oh, man. I'm rooting for Georgia, though. I know I picked Alabama. Maybe it'll be the reversers uh, announcer's curse, you know? So. It's true. Really, really fast car just went by. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, super excited, though, for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. So, I'm going to watch that game, though. Don't worry. I'll watch that game. <laughs> I'll, I'm watching know, it, too. So you and I will probably be texting each other kind of updates throughout the game. So, you tend to, you tend to be behind me, though, in watching games. So, I try. I hope we won't spoil um, anything. At my parents, I am because we record it. Oh, oh yeah. But oh, here, yeah. I just watch it live. So. All right, all good. Yeah, well, that'll wrap up episode thirty-eight. No notes podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed, and remember, special guest on Monday. I think you guys are going to enjoy. It's going to be super fun. Matt and I are super excited, and. Yeah, it's just kind of – it's just crazy to think about who we have the ability to, to talk to, you know, in a couple of days. So, just super grateful, thankful for all the support. And, again, Kevin, thank you for, for setting this up for us. Uh, you know, you were the main engine in this. So, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it on Monday, though. But, yeah, 
And Matt, last last words. Just Monday is going to be exciting, both in podcast world as well as college football. And we'll know the playoffs of the NFL. So it's a good wrap-up type weekend. So it'll be Let's good. Let's go. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on Monday. Peace.